Huh? The minute we're about to start, you can pee. I know. Okay, I have to pee too. Okay, let's pee. <laughs> okay. PRP. Okay, cool. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I thought I would start this episode with reading basically my one and only journal entry during uh-huh. this entire pandemic. It's like super short. Um, but I kind of wanted to dive into this episode with this. Seas exist, horizons exist, vast skies and mountain ranges and deserts and people who are entire universes in themselves, soft valley breezes and boundless energy and bear hugs and not a damn screen in sight. Being happy where you are exists, where the concept of greener grasses never comes to mind where a nudity of the soul is a desired cloth from which we weave our partners and children. Oh, I love it. I love it. You can, like, I mean, as you were saying that, I was, like, envisioning the world, you know, like, seeing pictures of it and just, like, how you would draw it, you know, like, illustrate that. It's, like, so beautiful, especially the bear hugs. It's, like, just everything I wanted in that moment and honestly yearning for so bad. And... It's like we just had a third extension of the lockdown here. So that's when I hit a point last Friday where I felt entirely, utterly deprived of all human closeness. I realized there hasn't been one interaction that hasn't been instigated through like work or networking, like grasping for like some form of proximity through a screen. But then you're also trying to fulfill your due diligence in profession and family ties. And it's... Knowing that we're all in the same boat and you can't do anything, but all they, all you want is to truly lean up against a warm body and just talk or literally just close your eyes. Yeah. I want to ask, I realized I started to question in the past few weeks why I was always so tired. Am I moving too much or is it not enough sleep? Am I actually eating enough or is something off? Like, am I low on something? I thought I was ill. And you're trying to hit each box and be responsible and grounded. You need to, like, stay sturdy, be there for others. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I realized that, like, I was fear Googling everything. And it just got to a point where it's like, actually, no. It's not any of these things. It's like with my entire being, I just want to be enveloped in an exchange of energy where the purpose isn't to take or give anything to anyone or vice versa. It's just we meet in the middle exactly where we are, neutral, and just coexist. So that's the topic of this season's first episode. And basically just you and I, person to person. And I want to know your thoughts on that. Oh, man, I resonate with that so much, especially when you talked about fear Googling, like trying to figure out like what's going on and knowing you're kind of doing everything on the surface level, but seeing that it's manifesting out in your actions and and also like searching for what's wrong when instead of like accepting what's right and believing in the internal and like what you're doing um so i went through a very similar experience this week 
um, where I also had to kind of deal with something in my business where I had to figure out, like, is this a fear um, that's just manifesting in the physical realm? And how do I combat that? And what I found myself doing was also, like, Googling and and confirming my fears and being like, yes, like this is the evidence of like, you know, of what's going wrong. But then I would hold on to that fear and go live my life and do my, you know, everyday things that I have to do and realize everything's actually okay. Like I'm worrying about things and reading Reddit and Google and asking my friends about advice and just I just felt my brain like literally start to just freeze and um it's like deer in the headlights yeah deer in the headlights and just not knowing which direction to go and then finally having to figure out like what am I supposed to do in this reality, in the physical world where we're dealing with other entities and um, especially like government, um, friends and COVID, you know, like what are all those things in relation to me? And if you step inside yourself and like see yourself as an energetic being and everything is just energy, like what am I putting my attention to? And it was on that fear. So I had to do a few things, which was like um, standing up for myself was one of them. It was a big thing. was of just like, what do I really believe in and stand up for that and have integrity in every action that I do so that moving forward, I know that everything is based on truth and integrity and that helps to dissolve the fear. Um, and like fear is based on the unknown. So it's like all you can do is trust in what you're doing and that your actions are going to create a path that you can start to see. And it's like, you know, when I say these things, it's it's the same thing that I went through probably lots of times, but in a different circumstance. But in this situation, it's so new that it's like, it does become really scary. And then when you take a step back and breathe and look around and look at nature, um, I don't know, it just, it, it makes me feel calmer. Like, like the universe is a lot bigger than what we think it is. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. Because that's where I feel a lot of it just got so lost and I kept hearing it and then in the honestly the last two weeks myself just googling everything and tracking like how I felt after every meal or like how I felt in every single second because I genuinely thought I would I, I, there was something wrong and and it's like no my spirit is tired and I am really really I just want connection and I just don't want it to be through a networking app or it's like none of my tools that I reach for are working right now. I have really just hitting my end where I want to lay down next to another person and I don't have to give anything to that person. That person doesn't give anything to me and 
It's like, that's what we used to do as kids. Like, I just want a fucking sleepover. I want to make a tent. I want blankets. I want movie time. I don't, like, I just, like, want a shoulder to lay on and that's it. And then for the rest, like, my body can go on autopilot. My brain can go on autopilot. I am just going to be enveloped by the mutual energy of another person next to me. Yeah. And it's like, it's that, it was that simple. It was that simple. Mm. So how did you put that into reality? Like, knowing that that's what you wanted, did that just change your state of mind? Or did you actually, like, put that into action? I am quarantining with family. I also wrote in my notes, I so yearn for this separation from you that enhances the connection to you. Mm. and it's a separation in the sense that we're all trying to it's if one person rises then we all rise together if one person goes down we all go down together i I mean for me personally i just want to be able to feel like my family and have them be that role i can tell you from my experience living with my family and having to go through my dad having cancer all last year during COVID and just me having to really struggle with all all that's going on. Yeah, Plus, because you were in the thick of it. Yeah, and, and it was like really like family trauma, just fixing relationships, especially with my dad was huge. And I really had to uh, take myself, like what you're saying about like when you – realize that you and your family are connected but when you're with each other it could you know it it might not be that connectedness that you're really about right and so I had to go through a lot of like arguments with my dad and my mom to, to realize like that's not what our relationship is about it's actually about helping each other to realize our each other's fears and our gifts and positivity and choosing to look at the positivity and I found like so many times like my fear was a lot bigger than my dad's fear of cancer and it would make me weaker and I wouldn't be able to do what I have to do and I realized that a lot of the time during COVID I used my dad's cancer as an excuse for me to not do what I had to do like, I didn't do my chocolate things, you know, like, I was kind of like, you know, like, he doesn't want me to do it, so I'm just not gonna do it for a while, and I tried to do other things, but I just found myself becoming weaker energetically and, like, losing myself, and so I kept finding ways to go back to making chocolate somehow, like, going to my sister's place and being strong for my dad, and... It's almost like you had to hide that facet of yourself. Yeah, like, I had to just, like, simplify everything and remember, like, deep down who I was and believe strongly in that, while everybody, including my parents, who I was living with, was telling me I can't do the one thing that I needed to do to feel myself. Yeah. And I had to keep, like, pushing for that. And and also, I did have, like, a love relationship during COVID where... Um, that thing that you said about like wanting to be with somebody and to feel connected to another being that's maybe that's not your family, you know, like, uh, and I 
I chose to step out of my house and in the midst of COVID fear and quarantine, I chose not to listen to the news and still wear my mask and be safe, but just like go and meet him, you know, and go and like go risk everything for love. And it was because I knew that my love for him and this idea of love and a new future allowed me to be happier at home with my dad and to be more present and to extend that love to him. Um, because I started to resent, like I started to resent the situation living at home and living with my dad, just kind of resenting myself of like, I just didn't want to be this person. And I found that like the more courage I had in choosing what I knew I wanted in my heart over everything else, including like the dangers of COVID and like, and it started to work. Like I started to see myself completely leaving this physical world behind and creating this like auric shield around me and everything around me started to just transform into what I saw. So be things became beautiful again. Like my relationship with my family became so much better. And like by the, by November, um, I came down with COVID because I was so stressed out and um, the relationship that I had with um, this soulmate, um, who's still my soulmate now, but as a friend, changed. And I was so, um, just so sad and disheartened. And I just became really stressed out and started to have the fear come back in. And I was like, well, the love didn't work out. My dad has cancer. There's still COVID. Everything looks bleak. Then I surrendered to having COVID and I was like, man, I need to just like stop this to my, like stop doing this to myself and go back into a place of just making myself feel good. So I like shut off the computer. I only watched Netflix for a week. I let my parents like do things for me because I realized I was doing stuff for them and for me all the time. I just could not, I didn't even know how to like just relax and laugh and watch a TV show. And that one week was so regenerative to me of just like feeling like we can survive, we can overcome and we can't, we are one. It's like we do take care of each other, but we have to take care of ourselves first. And as soon as I recovered from COVID and saw that my dad who was living with me, like we were living in the same house, small apartment, he didn't get COVID. Like he was taking care of me and my mom who also got sick. And he was joking that he was stronger than all of us and he was the one who had cancer. Um, and it was true because he wasn't stressed out. He was like literally just doing everything and he was he chose not to believe he would lose to cancer or COVID. Um, and he just fully believed in that and and no matter what I said about health food, he ate only what he wanted, which which was like salmon and like nuts. <laughs> like he could he didn't eat any of the things I gave him. Like adaptogenic smoothies and salads. And he recovered and after that I just saw that I had to choose my future and I emailed Eaton at DC and I was like, I wanna come back. Uh but I didn't have a clear picture. So things kind of were on hold for a little bit until I finally was like, okay, what am I going to do there? 
and I would look at all of my things and just say, I'm just going to just make as much chocolate as possible, and I'm going to wait for them, and then I'm going to wait and see what happens. And as soon as I had that plan formed in my mind, Eaton came back to me and said, we're ready, um, and you know we want you to do this. And for three weeks, I was doing that goal. And in my head, I was like, I need an artist residency because I need to stay somewhere. And I also need to make enough money where I can support myself after the three weeks. And I realized I didn't have a vision for the for after the three weeks. So I went back home to New Jersey, spent the week there um, because my dad also had to take um, kids to go back to the doctor and his I get a PET, is it PET? I don't even remember now what it's called. But he had, he um, got his cancer screening check and he was still in remission. Um, so that was like in the terms of like, okay, if my dad's okay, I can go back to DC. Um, and I had my other option was if he's not okay, I will stay home and be okay with that, but still the plan to return to DC as soon as I can and do my chocolate thing. Like I was like very focused on that vision of like, I have to do my business. What I learned from COVID was that I need to just stick to that. And the moment that I become weak, I'm going to have to go back home and have a different option that I don't want. So, so I, I held on to that vision and I manifested like another thing situation where I wanted to be in DC, I wanted to live amongst friends, maybe a house and cats in a backyard. And I would love to still continue to work at Eaton. Um, it can be for free, but I just want to keep producing and get better at my craft and start doing my packaging and go continue on, um, you know, continue on my, my vision. So once I had that set in my mind, things happened very quickly again, where my friend reached out and she said she needs someone to house sit for a month. And it worked out perfectly where they gave me a car to use and I was able to go to Eaton every day and continue um, my chocolate production. And uh, yeah, and it just, I just kept on doing that where I gave myself a timeline and the thing happened, and then I had to reimagine my future and then saw that it was going to happen. This is exactly what I want this first episode to come out to be, is just talk about energy exchange and our dialogue with one another and how we get better at being able to just cover our own basis and then completely just go out and not have ourselves be in the way anymore and not constantly focus on ourselves. It's simple because then you know you're fine and you can do anything and nothing and no one can touch you. And I think that that's the interesting thing that we're going to see. It's when we go back out and can be around one another again. It's not going to be about, oh my gosh, am I going to have difficulty connecting with a person? Or I wonder what it's going to be like. It's more so, what is my intention towards engaging with you in this moment? Why do I want to engage with you? And it's going to be the how and the why. Yes. So, since we're on the topic of the human Kool-Aid, how have I been getting my fix? Number one, Lunch Club. It's been a godsend. 
like speed dating, but make that networking. And in the weekends, you can sign up for their instant connect. You can see why I may have overdone it. Two, just perusing and exploring other people, but not that kind of half-hearted scrolling. The act of being able to lose yourself in another person in whatever form that may take, like a good book, to mention Penelope Benson of Homecoming Store, and she runs a blog. There are few people whose brain dumping I truly appreciate. And let me just say, the girl's pasta and ashwagandha. Yes, her words, not mine. And now I'm incessantly referring to this as 2021 energy. Three, forever and always, you know where my heart's at. Christina, cacao queen, my girl, give her a pedestal already and go buy her chocolates. If there's one thing you do for yourself, it should be this. Four, on transformative people, Tatiana Ringsby. There's an unquestionable tug we have to people who are truly in their essence. Those that, regardless of all the external jargon around them, are just themselves. Go look this girl up, her brand, not to mention her new podcast, and let her meet you where you're at in whatever lesson that may present itself. Five. Okay, I swear I'm almost done, but I can't put this episode out without mentioning Julia. Aka, it's Blitz. You might know her for her YouTube ASMR, the delicious way she advocates for a clean and simple life, or the way she's able to work a pole. Honestly, she's just wholesomely human, doesn't overcomplicate things, makes some killer snack plates, and loves her cats. Need I say more? Six. To round this out, a playlist. Songs for when I need strength, solace, sex, sleep, smiles, or sun. Available on Spotify, link in show notes. It's been a weird dynamic in which I've become so desperate for any form of connection that I'd find myself overexerting that muscle. To the point where coming out the other end would just leave me depleted. And it got me thinking, have I become so utterly accustomed to being alone? Am I an energy hoarder in the sense that this pandemic has lulled me into a state of impartial energy, neither here nor there, a lackluster of the spirit, and that when I look to connect and in my eagerness give too much, and once gone, it just leaves me tired. It got me thinking about the forms of connection and in what context they're placed, where each party is operating from, and with what intention. And that I need to be better at gauging myself. No amount of obsidian stones or Googling is going to fix it. And it, it's that simple. After we're all, once again, enveloped by the daily thrum of being amongst each other. Out in the world. Have you also given thought to your energetic boundaries? Reintegration. I think our innate ability to connect with one another will be exactly that. Innate. It didn't go anywhere. But that the real question will be with what intent we seek to connect. In closing, I want to leave you with this. As I can't quite see you, can't quite touch you, I know you. The form you take and the unquestionable way in which your hands meet and meld to fit that of one another. As if with a certain foresight, it was Leonora Carrington that said, You may not believe in magic, but something very strange is happening at this very moment. Your head has dissolved into thin air and I can see the rhododendrons through your stomach. It's not that you are dead or anything dramatic like that. 
It is simply that you are fading away, and I can't even remember your name. This was Guts and Glory, Season 4, Episode 1, Person to Person. Signing off.